1923. Why have you come? The tulku whispered, his accent heavy, the long white wisps of his beard flowing over his green robes, his bald head gleaming. The king regent sent me here. I came searching for, for purpose, the young American said, his teeth chattering. He shivered on the temple floor, his lips blue, his furs still coated with snow. The boy was so young, the tulku thought. But then again, despite appearances to the contrary, the tulku had grown quite old over the last few centuries. He tilted his head as he regarded the young man in the golden light of a thousand candles. Purpose? I have come to understand that Americans have no need of such things. The young man bowed his head. I have no want of money, fame, or excess. But of purpose I am impoverished. My father had only one vision, wealth. He wanted me to work toward that end, to fulfill the destiny he had prescribed for me. But I want more, more than money could ever give me. I want purpose. I want to know my destiny. Destiny? The tulku raised an eyebrow, toying with the six-color braided ring on his right middle finger. There is no destiny, except for the karma you have created for yourself, with body, speech, and mind. Om. We are here to strive for enlightenment, for the benefit of all sentient beings. We are not here to hand out destinies to wayward Americans. The young man nodded in sober understanding. A clump of melting snow fell off his head onto the temple floor. Please, Tulku, I have traveled so far and endured so much. The Tulku stood, pulled his green robe tighter around his body, and walked past the other lamas, silent in meditation, to the kneeling American. What is your name, young one? Jethro. Jethro Dumont. The Tulku raised his chin. Son of Jean-Pierre Dumont? Yes? Dumont nodded. Yes, Tulku. The Tulku pulled at his beard in consideration. I am Geshe Tsarong, Kenpo of the Temple of the Clouds, as you well know, Mr. Dumont. I do not doubt your intent, but we must meditate on your request for admission. Come back in three days' time, and we will tell you our decision, he said as he turned away. Tears began to pool in Dumont's eyes. Desperate, he grabbed at the Tulku's right hand. Please. There was a burst of emerald light as the Tulku's rainbow-colored ring suddenly unraveled, ripping open his skin, and shot through the air. Oh, money, bud me home. The Tulku screamed in pain as blood poured from the wound, spilling onto the floor. The other lamas jumped to their feet, murmuring mantras as they watched in amazement. Oh God! Oh God! What? What is happening? Jethro shouted as the ring wound itself around his finger, glowing green. It seems, Mr. Dumont, Tsarong breathed, 
cradling his arm, that destiny has found you. 1939 Tsarong raced down the hall, ignoring the throbbing arthritic pain that radiated from his joints. The moon was high, sending streams of blue light through the windows to pool on the floor. Despite the chill of the night, sweat dripped down his forehead and into his eyes. He had seen and experienced terrible things in his many years that even Jethro Dumont, the Green Lama, could never begin to fathom. But now, for the first time, he felt the cold grip of terror seize at his throat. He had prayed that this day would never come, but ever since that day in the Temple of the Clouds sixteen years ago, he knew the prophecies were true. The sunken city was rising.